I'm Carolyn, and I am a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. And uh, I and I apologize in advance, but I have to share about other programs to share about this program. And so, because if you put an A, a behind it, I qualify for most other programs. But I started my recovery journey in 1992, and I and uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I'm also a recovering counselor. Uh, and in, in doing my recovery over the years, I have found uh, that I was a food addict. I, uh, I was going to a conference and there was a speaker there and she was selling her book and we were getting our CEUs and it was on, uh, oh, I don't remember the name right now, but it was on eating sugar, wheat and flour and had it made us crazy and depressed. And in that workshop, I thought, oh, my God, that's what's wrong with me. And I, I was not aware of OA at the time. And so she introduced me to a program called FAIR, Food Addicts and Recovery. And so there wasn't one in my area at that time. I was living in Fort Worth, Texas. And so me and another counselor started one. Well, it ended up that he had cancer and died and it didn't work. And so I joined the local OA meeting. And this was approximately around 1999, 2000, something like this. I don't remember. But I think I joined weighing about 258 pounds. And I went in. I worked the 12 steps and I lost over a hundred pounds, but there was still something missing in my program and I didn't get it. And let me tell you what, I was working the steps in about four different programs at this time. AA, Al-Anon, because if you're in AA, you belong in Al-Anon because it's about having relationships with alcoholics and plus narcotics anonymous because I also had a problem with drugs. But I know today that the food came first. I had always been seeking something outside of me to change the way I feel and to or to give me a spiritual experience, you might say. But in which I had many spiritual experiences around alcohol, drugs, and food. I found comfort and ease until they quit working. But I went back out in OA and I stayed out. And in the depression and desperation and in my sickness and in recovery in other areas of my life for another 20 years or so years. And, you know, I did not gain all that weight back because I learned a whole lot about healthy eating. But what returned was the absolute, complete insanity around food, the demoralization, the incomprehensible demoralization around food and the self-hatred, and I truly did not understand, you know, I, I need to go back to 1992. In 1992, I had a profound spiritual experience that in that moment, I knew 
perfect love and peace. I had a light experience. And in that moment, I knew no matter what was going on in my life, I was going to be okay and that God had me. So since 1992, I've had a wonderful relationship with God that didn't eliminate that I wasn't pissed at God, that he would not allow me to eat the way I wanted to eat and not be fat. And so I can tell you, you can have work these 12 steps in your life in other areas and be effing miserable and want to die. And that was me. I could not find, you know, I heard other people talking about self-love. And I do skip around by telling my, my story. But when I was 19 years old, I was already married. And I wanted to die. My husband was going to take the kids and take me back to my mother's. My sick, schizophrenic, abusive mother. And I would rather die than go back. Well, so I took an overdose of my postpartum depression medication. And at that time, my psychiatrist told me, he says, Carolyn, love starts with self. That planted a seed. I could not find that self-love. You know, I could find love all outside of me. With all those relationships, lots of dysfunctional relationships, because in my 20s and 30s, I had this perfect 36, 24, 34 figure. I was a pretty little girl, and I used that to manipulate and get what I wanted that I thought was going to make me happy outside of my life. And I used drugs and alcohol to keep me from eating compulsively. I didn't know I was eating compulsively, but what I knew that if I did certain drugs, I was going to restrict and not eat for two or three days. I didn't even think it was going to not make me fat. I knew I didn't want to be fat. I knew as a teenager, and I had some shame around eating. As even a teenager, I wouldn't go out on dates and eat in front of people. There was a part of my mind that says, you don't eat around your boyfriend. So see, the eating disorder was already there. Matter of fact, I want to go back to childhood because even as a child, I was obsessed with getting candy. I was obsessed with sneaking food. You know, I would go to my grandmother's. My mother would become mentally ill and I would go to my grandmother's, my aunt's or wherever I was farmed out to and I would start sneaking food. You know, and these people would have food that we didn't have in my house. We were extremely poor. I mean, my mentally ill mother was doing the best she could, and she kept us to the best of her ability, and which was unfortunately not very good. It taught me things like lack, that I wasn't good enough, and that I had to do things to get love. All things that are not true in my life today. But they are core beliefs that I grew up with. Well, today I know that lack is false. I don't have to do anything to get love. I am love. My God is love and I'm created in my God's image. But going back to my story, I started eating and stealing and sneaking candy 
and Cokes and things like that from my earliest memory, very earliest memory. And so as I grew up, I, I hid eating. I didn't eat in front of people. And then as I got in recovery and I let go of the alcohol and the drugs that kept me in restriction, I didn't know that at the time. I started, you know, matter of fact, in re- I worked in recovery and we, we gave people sugar. Here, eat this candy here. You know, you're having withdrawals here. Eat this candy, you know. And, and I had that perfectionism. Imagine that. So I tried to do everything perfect. And I know today that comes from that low self-esteem and that lack, not thinking I'm good enough. Well, today I know that I am good enough. I'm exactly the way God created me. In all reality, I'm perfect as God created me and in the way I'm supposed to be in this moment. Anyway, so uh, when I sobered up, I went to school because I quit school at the age of, uh, I don't know, 16, had two kids by the time I was 19, totally dysfunctional, had no life skills. And uh, when I sobered up, got in recovery, had my spiritual experience, I saw everything in this world differently. And that's where the perfectionism kicked in after my perception changed. I put myself through college. I became a licensed counselor and started working with addiction and mental health issues. And that's when I got my first taste of OA. And and I really did have recoveries in recovery in many areas of my life. But that perfectionism kicked in big time. Not only did I go back and get my education, but I was eating compulsively. I'd go to these meetings and do these things and go eat and buy hundreds of dollars of foods and stuff my face. And I had no idea what I was doing until I met that lady in that conference. And she took me shopping and I got my first taste of OA. But then I went into denial when I relapsed. That means I like the act. Don't even know I am lying. You know, I went back into the darkness because I could not see that I had gone back into my eating disorder for many years until it was. And I kind of, I kind of relate to it as an abusive lover. You know, oh baby, I love you. This is going to be so good. You know, you're going to enjoy our relationship so much. Oh, I'm not going to do what I did before. You know, I promise I will not hurt you this time. You know, and that's what my disease whispered to my ego or to myself. And so I went back into my eating disorder until the last decade. There's a line in either welcome home or invitation to you. I can't remember, but it says we went in the house. We locked the door and we drew the curtains. The last decade of my life, I went in my house and I had the efforts. I became physically ill. I had to quit work. I Uh, And this is a progressive disease. When I came in in 2000 and lost that 100 pounds 
and went back out. I did not have diabetes. I did not have high blood pressure. I did not have COPD. When I crawled back in in February 15, 2020, I'd been beaten into a state of submission by my abusive eating disorder. It stole my life. It took from me my freedom. It took from me my health. I crawled back in these rooms with uncontrolled diabetes, fatty liver disease, high blood pressure, pancreatitis, and I was spiritually bankrupt. I had already tried to kill myself again. If this is what life was going to look like, I had had enough. And God told me when I woke up three days later after putting my friend through hell of finding me dead and resuscitating me, that he wasn't through with me, that I had work to do. I have found my purpose in Overeaters Anonymous. Anyway, after I survived my suicide attempt, I realized that I wasn't through and that things had to change. And I started to working out and I still had not had that moment of clarity that I wanted to walk back in these rooms. It took four more years of eating compulsively and recovering from depression. But finally, I had a moment of clarity that I was eating compulsively, that I was. You have two minutes. Thank you. That I was eating compulsively and that it was killing me. It was clear as the trees are now and the forest, you know, I can see the forest for the trees today. That And I went to my doctor and I said, I have an eating disorder. I meet the criteria of bulimia. I knew I had a history of restriction, not only compulsive overeating. And so, and he, and I expected, I really did when I talked to my doctor that I had an eating disorder. I expected him to say, Carolyn, go over here to Shades of Hope, which is a treating, a treatment center. And I could take a month off and, you know, do some treatment, you know, because I love count. I love treatment. I love counseling. I, I believe in it. It works. And, um, but he didn't. He said, Carolyn, go to OA. And so I crawled in these rooms, back in these rooms, October the 15th of 2020, a little over 15 months ago. And I picked up the tools and I surrendered. I surrendered. And I love today's reading because in surrendering, I found peace. I found self-love. I found everything that I've ever wanted in my half in my life. I have found true happiness by coming in this program, picking up the tools, working the steps, 
as out of the workbook. Of the OA 12 and 12 workbook is what the I didn't get a sponsor the first day I walked in because it was on a Saturday. It was at the at the treatment center that I thought my doctor was going to refer me to. And I'm probably going to take my seven minutes. But I went to my Monday meeting here in Abilene, Texas, and I picked a lady. She had three years of recovery. She had the only thing, the only thing she had that I wanted was her recovery. She is a Baptist. I am not a Baptist. I'm more of a metaphysical thinker, which is okay. But she knew how not to eat compulsively. Why well, I came in and she has worked me through those steps. And I was just willing to go to any length. And I have found that the depression, the wanting to die, the wanting to be free of this yuck life was right here right here in these rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. And it has brought me back to life, to life and light and love. And I am no longer suffering from depression. I, I am no longer obese. I My diabetes is under control. My A1C is like a five something and has been for over a year. I no longer suffer from high blood pressure and I've not had any problems with my pancreatitis or my COPD. I can hike five miles. I can kayak six hours if I want to. I can ride over 20 miles on my hybrid bike. I am a player. I love to play. I love life today. This is a lady who tried to commit suicide twice because her life sucked. Not today. I am happy, joyous, and free. And I am here to say this program works. And I have found that it's a being of service. And it's acknowledging that I am as God created me. I am my creator is love. That is my higher power. And I am love. I love to meditate and just sit and being love. You know, I've joined some things that, and I'm going to talk a little bit about non-AA approved literature because it's part of my story. You know, I joined a Course of Miracles group that studies the things that I love. And I'm reading books that are feeding my spiritual being, allowing me to be the mother a loving mother of you, newcomers coming in this program. I sponsor like 10 girls because I love working with the newcomer. That's why I became a counselor in my early recovery in the other 12-step programs is because that's what God created me to do. And that's where I'm doing it free today. I'm just calling it working the 12 steps of OA. Open. You know, I find such joy. And with that... Thank you, you for about minutes to thank, you. thank you, hon. Thank you for allowing me to come and share my experience, strength, and hope with you. And I hope you find what I have found. Thank you.